Welcome to the Focal Point Business Coaching Minnesota podcast. Today we're going to interview Jeff Borglum with Techie Dudes and learn more about the IT systems and networks business with a focus on the key factors for their success and identify some of the key challenges and or opportunities they are facing in today's business environment. We'll close with the identification of some key actions that the business can take as a result of this podcasted business coaching conversation. Please welcome Jeff to the podcast. Thank you, John. Jeff, uh, just give us a little bit of an overview and some background on Techie Dudes. Well, with Techie Dudes, it's about two years old. I started it and uh, the concept came up in 2017 and I did quite a bit of investigation. I've got 39 years of uh, IT background experience, 10 years at Unisys mainframe computers and 27 years at Brocade Networking Systems before I started um, Techie Dudes. And through my investigations, what I found are companies, small businesses, less than 100 employees are really underserved in the IT world. And a deeper investigation showed us that typically within those small businesses, the smartest IT person, if you will, becomes the IT go-to person. And by the way, he's got a full-time other job where he's either a manager, engineer, HR, what have you. And so IT becomes very reactive and they don't keep up in the latest technology, security, disaster recovery, just kind of goes by the wayside, fix the problem of the day and move on. And so we wanted to be the customer service IT people for those small businesses to ensure that they had the same level of security and disaster recovery as the large, large businesses do, um, but yet at an affordable and scaled down price. Oh, cool. Now you mentioned you did quite a bit of work on the front end of your business plan. Why don't you share with us some of the key elements of your business plan? So within our business plan, um, it really, we looked at all different elements, um, the small businesses, the medium-sized business, and the larger scale. The larger scale, it, it just takes a huge investment to uh, jump into that market. The medium scale, those that, that market's really flooded by managed service IT businesses that are looking mm -hmm. for that 100 employee to about 500 employee, and they charge a, a service fee per month for each person in that seat. And usually it's quite a high price, and they do absolutely everything, monitoring and, and all sorts of things for that size business. Less than 100 employees, what we really found, you know, it's back to they don't have an IT person, but they need somebody to call and work on their systems when they need it. Um, they don't want to pay a huge managed service fee. They want just break fix. They want somebody that will give them consultation, some strong advice of what they need because what we hear too many times are people coming to us that uh, we don't know enough to even ask intelligent questions. We don't know what we don't know. And so we walk in and we purchased a software network assessment tool that's free assessment that we give to our small business clients and uh, it goes out and explores everything within their network and uh, then comes back and gives us a health check on their computers, their routers, their firewalls, their uh, switches, you know, everything within their network. And then we can build a recommendation and uh, what they need to go forward from there and, and tell them, you know, I call it the Clint Eastwood report, the good, the bad, and the ugly, <laughs> and what they need to improve, what's working well, and maybe, you know, some recommendations to uh, step it up at, you know, another level. Well, I, get, I bet that's a great value add for the small business owners. It absolutely just have somebody is. come in and give them essentially a health checkup on their IT system. That's exactly what it is. And we have 
every level from one person that just doesn't know what they need to, you know, we've got a client with 93 um, employees that uh, they've had managed service in the past and they just weren't happy with the response and what they're getting. So we ran our health check on that and found out that, and this is somewhat typical, we find out managed services are not keeping the uh, businesses up to date with Microsoft security updates, you know, disaster recovery backups, things like that. And so our, our software is really kind of a third party telltale of what's really going on in the health and, and disaster of, or disaster recovery of their network. Okay, cool. You, you told me a story about coming up with the name Techie Dudes, because it's really actually very, very descriptive for what you guys do. So why don't you share that story with our listeners? So after I decided I'm going to start a small business, you know, IT to help residential and small businesses, um, you know, and then you, you, you kind of kick around, all right, what are you going to call this thing? So my wife and I sat down one evening and uh, opened up a bottle of wine, tried to get some creative juices flowing, you know, and uh, we kicked around a little bit, threw some things out there, did nothing stuck to the wall, and, and she works at Excel Energy, a large corporation, and she said, well, when we need somebody to fix our phones or fix our computers, we need one of those, she snaps her fingers a couple of times, we need one of those techie dudes. I, that's it. And I Googled it, and uh, fortunately, nobody is using Techie Dudes. It's really caught on, and uh, it, it's an easy name to remember. You know, I've branded it very well, so uh, it, it's it's been a, a great name for us. Well, and you even have your service team driving around in Jeeps. That's right. What else would a dude drive? Because we don't want to be nerds. We don't want to be geeks. We want to be dudes. They're cooler than geeks or nerds. Oh, that is awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, that's a great story, Phil. Thanks for sharing that. So, so tell me what defines success for you with Techie Dudes. So my wife always uh, uh, tells me my goals are higher than what I can, you know, probably accomplish with with the resources I have. I'm always trying to achieve about 110 percent of what probably realistic um, but my my big goal my big hairy goal for techie dudes is to fill out this office which is very nearly full at this point and then uh, see where the next office would take me so I'm planning another office probably in the southwest of Minneapolis area um, either later this year or first part of next year and uh, just continue to uh, expand out around the metro and Twin Cities. Today we service the entire Minneapolis-St. Paul area out as far as Prior Lake and mm. Bloomington, you know, north to Stacy, out to um, Westways. But uh, yeah, it's it's big territory, and we do a lot of remote support, secure remote support, so that helps out. But there's times when you just can't fix everything remotely and you have to drive. So our big goal really is to expand our business around and, and support those small businesses. I'm, I'm really passionate about supporting the small businesses because they just don't have the support for security and disaster recovery they need. And too many small businesses, 66% of small businesses do not have any sort of firewall or security protection around their business. And they've become the new target to ransomware. Uh, the ransomware folks have now learned that the large enterprises are have spent millions and billions on their security to beef them up, and they're too hard of a target to get into anymore. So the ransomware people have now found easier targets, the small businesses, where they can get in, you know, in a heartbeat, 
and uh, lock down their data and ask for five to ten thousand dollars to unlock the data, and they move on to the next target where it's just easy prey. So, so it sounds like small businesses become low hanging fruit for the ransomware organizations. And I guess if you think about it, that would seem logical from a security standpoint, but also just the sheer number of small businesses around. It's probably a bigger target overall than getting just one or two of the big, big companies. Absolutely. Yeah, there's just, and that was part of my business decision also. You know, when I look at the size of the markets, there are far more small businesses, less than 100 employees in, in the United States than there are. Um, any of the 100 to 500 or over 500, obviously. Yeah, I think my last count that I did here in the Twin Cities, it was over 15,000 privately held small businesses between one to $30 million a year in revenue. Wow. Over 15,000, just in the Twin Cities. So that's a lot of targets if you're a ransomware guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, so let's talk about business owners and their IT systems and networks. What are the three things, since we talked about ransomware, what are the three things business owners should be thinking about or aware of concerning their systems and networks right now? So because 66% of small businesses don't even have a firewall, that's always our first recommendation for security. You need some sort of firewall, whether it's you know, we offer one of the best of the best, which is Ostra, a partner of ours that offers top-of-the-line firewalls. It's Palo Alto, it's FireEye and security protection. And those are usually systems only available to large enterprises. Um, but through our partner, we can use Palo Alto, FireEye, and all the best of the best for our small businesses. It's a little more expensive, but it's, it's you know, the 10 out of the 10, you know, rating. Um, the next level of that is we also offer WatchGuard firewalls that are highly rated in the Garner Magic Quadrant. And uh, so if, if nothing else, we recommend a WatchGuard firewall to protect your entire network. Um, and what that does is it, protect, it goes in right behind the, the uh, internet service provider coming into your network. And it's the first piece of equipment that blocks all of the ransomware. Um, malware, viruses, you know, all site, all types of intrusions. Nothing's 100%, mm -hmm. but when, you know, as I mentioned, 66% do not have a firewall. So if a mm -hmm. ransomware guy hits one of these firewalls, all right, he knows 66% of other businesses don't have one. It's a good deterrent just to move so on to the next on. business. Okay, interesting. So firewalls are one of the three things. Firewalls. Endpoint security, and every security person will recommend that you have multiple layers of security, not just one layer of protection. So you get yourself a good firewall, the endpoint security, which is your antivirus, like the Norton McAfee or big names people know. We recommend WebRoot personally. Um, WebRoot's a great antivirus, and uh, FireEye is another great antivirus. Um, beyond, so now you've got your endpoint security on your on your PCs fairly protected. You've got your network fairly protected as it comes in. Um, the next piece, you know, I guess I can kind of toss it up between two two pieces. You need disaster recovery to protect your data is part of the security. Make sure you have a backup of all of your business data, and for two levels of backup, if you use laptops or desktops, it doesn't really matter. Um, we have a saying here at Techie Dudes, there's three things for certain in life. 
death, taxes, and your hard drive is going to die. <laughs> hard drive, if you know the inside of it, it's a platter with spinning disks like a CD that spin at very high speed. And if you leave your PC on all the time, that motor spins continuously, 7 by 24. And anything mechanical is only going to spin so many times before it's going to stop spinning or the heads are going to stop reading the data. So it's eventual that hard drive is going to die and you're going to lose all the data on there unless you're willing to spend hundreds or thousands of dollars to recover the data off of yeah. it in some cases. So are you saying I should actually, rather than put my PC just to sleep every night, shut it down? You should shut it down every oh, night. Oh, wow. I haven't been doing that for years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been aging my spinning disks. <laughs> you have? All right. And you said there was one more, the fourth thing. So the, the fourth thing, most intrusions, most uh, infections that get into a business really happen internally. And it's not mm. that an internal employee creates the, the ransomware or the software, the malware that gets released but they either inadvertently or mistakenly, maybe in a hurry, they open up an email that's unsecure or they click on a link that's unsecure and they've unleashed maybe a virus worm that gets into their network and then it spreads throughout their network. So education of your employees, constant, constant education of what's good, what's bad, make sure you're diligent about, you know, reviewing every email before you open it is a very, uh, strong deterrent against infections to your network as well. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's, uh, that's a lot to think about because when I think about some of the emails that I've been getting, right, looks like it's from Apple, looks like it's from Amazon, looks like it's from Chase, and those are all phishing scams, right? And that's yes. the type of thing that you're saying that, hey, educating your employees on what they should be clicking on, what they shouldn't be, what they should question, those are some good, good, good procedures to have in place. Absolutely. Oh, cool. Yeah, every business should have a practice of educating their employees. Okay, good. Well, appreciate those four tips. Um, coming back to your business and techie dudes, what are your greatest business strengths or those that cause your customers to want to do business with you? Well, I mentioned a little bit ago, our passion really is customer service, customer support. My previous position held at Brocade, I was director of customer support for their premier customers. So I was responsible for North America, um, the largest customers that we had. We did the backbones for Wells Fargo, Fidelity Investments, MasterCard, um, Bank of America, US Bank, large enterprises, right? And uh, so we take, and when Wells Fargo has a backbone network issue and it goes down, you need to be right on it. It's, you know, they're not going to wait because they're losing thousands of dollars per second, millions per minute. Um, and uh, so customer support just got ingrained in me over 27 years. That's our passion. Um, and it's no different for a small business owner. When your network goes down, if they're trying to run credit card transactions, they need that thing back up as soon as possible so that they can recover. So our our passion is keeping our customers running, keeping them secure and protected, and fast response. So one of the things that uh, we pride ourselves in are secure our SEV uh, one or high priority calls. When a business calls and said our network is down, our response time goal is less than an hour. We'll either be 
on remote support with you working on it if it's a remote support capable of repairing or we'll have somebody driving there to be on site within an hour to get a, uh, a customer back up again. Wow. Um, that, that's how passionate and, and the strive that we have for servicing our customers. That's amazing. That's incredible. And now I can see why you're thinking about another place down in the southwest if you've got those <laughs> clients down there. It's almost an hour drive to begin with. It is, yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. So, uh, so let's talk about uh, what are any what are your areas of greatest opportunity for the future based on trends in your business? Greatest areas of opportunity is still probably those business offices um, like independent insurance companies, mm -hmm. title companies, um, attorneys. Those are our biggest opportunities, uh, and those, those folks, for some reason. Um, and each one of them has have different reasons. Either they're uh, they're uh, convinced that they don't need the security. Um, it's not going to happen to me. As a lot of you know feeling, whether they say it openly or whether they just think it, um, they they don't pull in the security that they absolutely need. And when you look at those type of offices, they absolutely have critical customer business data that's being stored and it must be secured. Well, that's good. Well, so the opportunity there is with uh, folks that have probably been doing things a certain way, it's working for them, but they need to make some changes because technology is advanced. Technology is advanced and the sad side of that, technology has advanced with the malware and ransomware yeah. and uh, the tools that they use on the dark web have advanced and become more sophisticated all the time. As you mentioned, you know, the pop-ups that you get that look like they come from Apple, look like they come from Google, or your antivirus, they look very authentic because that's what they market on the black web now. Mm, man, it's amazing. I've seen a lot of those too. So, uh, so what are some of the main weaknesses in your business or the ones that limit your sales, growth, or profitability? Our largest weakness right now is within this business, it's cyclic. And as you can probably hear me talking, there's a lot of reactiveness to our business. Um, people don't enjoy dealing with IT typically. IT is something, it's great when it's working, they're efficient, it's fun to use their computer when it's fast. But when things start getting slow or they have issues, it's frustrating. And uh, so they don't spend a lot of time proactively on IT. Um, so one of the challenges is getting ahead of that and uh, really solving those problems, keeping their computers cleaned up on a regular health check basis, you know, say every six months come in and do a, a computer cleaning to remove all that crud in the background, scan for infections, remove things that may be potentially um, spying on on things that are happening on their computer, so they can push more information. And uh, by the way, that's you know like one of the phishing scams um, to get that software loaded on your computer is their intent, so they can watch for you an opportunity to open up a bank account, maybe see a credit card information. And when we run our scanners, we can see those type of things that are scanning for that and uh, eliminate and clean those off on a regular basis. So our challenge is really 
being proactive with our customers and rather than so reactive is back to where I was getting to. Our reactive cycles come come on Mondays and on Fridays very typically. <laughs> um, and it's hard to staff for that. It's hard to scale, you know, continuously for reactive waves um, for things like that, I guess. So the way that you're trying to address that challenge, right? So, so it's your service levels that help you because you are very reactive, but it's the fact that this is a very reactive business that causes the challenges. And the way you're trying to get out in front of that is really giving people a, a solid health check on their IT systems as part of your programs? Absolutely. It, it's it's that, that initial network assessment health check that we do with every new customer that we take on so that we have that baseline of where their network's sitting today. It also gives us that task list all right, we know that they've got 10 computers. Five of them are running Windows 7. Those absolutely need to be upgraded. The other ones haven't been reset for a month. You know, maybe they are missing Microsoft um, updates or security updates. That gives us our window to be proactive and the inside of the computers that uh, we need to clean things up and uh, keep them on the health check. So then when we go back with our review, our recommendation is always a health check, or not a health check, but a... Uh, health cleanup on a regular basis. And it depends on how much they're using their computer. If it's an office space where they're using it, you know, eight to 10 hours a day, they probably need to clean up about once every three months. Um, if it's an occasional use, maybe a trades worker, um, probably once every six months will be fine for them. But those proactive cleanups really prevent a lot of the reactive. So, so really what you're recommending is that everybody goes through this uh, health cleanup exercise with you guys at least once a quarter. That, that's a great about idea. Once a quarter, about yeah. once a quarter, it was very proactive and we'll be able to head it off before they run into issues most of the time. Yeah, so that'll help alleviate some of the challenges that they're seeing maybe on Fridays and Mondays. Exactly. <laughs> okay, cool. Cool. And let's see... Um, how about a little commercial? How should we how should we find tech? How can we find techie dudes? How can you find techie dudes? Well, one of our intake sheets here at the office, we ask every one of our clients, "How did they find us?" And uh, one of the most overwhelming um, answers we get are, "We saw one of your little yellow jeeps either driving around or sitting on the corner of." of the corner at County Road E and White Bear Avenue, which has somewhere in the neighborhood of 25,000 vehicles a day going by. So the, those three Jeeps sitting out in front of our office are uh, great advertising. The other, the other methodologies are really, you know, I spend a lot of time networking, whether it's the White Bear Chamber of Commerce, BNI has been a great resource for me. It's just networking with other businessmen to gain their trust, gain the credibility of being that technical person that can help them out with IT and uh, help um, help their business be secure and disaster recovery and so forth. And if I'm having an issue with my PC, I can call you guys and you guys might have the ability to access with me remotely or is that something we need to set up beforehand? No, nope, we can absolutely sure. do that reactive in a, in a heartbeat within a couple of minutes, honestly. Um, and a little bit of story behind that. For the first year, 
we didn't have a remote support access. And the reason being it was intentionally we didn't we didn't do a remote access because ninety percent of them are not secure. Oh jeez. And what we found in a lot of our network assessments are those managed services that we did a network assessment on. They leave open ports on their PC or they leave this remote PC access tool open all the time and the the account may not have a firewall. They've got a PC sitting here open to the internet that anybody, if they found it, could have access to that PC and they're left open all the time. So we didn't want to use any of those tools that couldn't be left open, even accidentally it couldn't be left open. Um, and so for the first year, we didn't have a remote access. Well, last summer I purchased a, a um, IT service business and with that came a tool that has secure remote access. And it's kind of, if you know what a two-factor authentication is, like a bank account, when you log in and then it gives you a code back on your cell phone and then you enter that code and then you can enter your password to get in. So it's two factors to get into your secured account. Um, that's kind of the way this remote support works. We log in on our side. The client logs in to a very light software client on their PC. It will pop up a code on their PC. They read the code to us. We enter the code on our end and then we can gain remote access. So no one gains access to your computer other than someone you give authority to with that access code. And that that gave us the confidence that we can do a, a uh, remote support um, securely with our clients at that point. And so you guys are all about security. It's Data all security, about security. Information security, system security. Um, and that's actually a really great story because this is a service that a lot of people do, is this remote access. And what you said was 90% of these things were not secured or secure enough for what you guys wanted to right. do. And, and until you found that right system, you weren't going to offer that. We're not in the business of taking risks. <clears throat> Excuse me, taking risks. And that's something that we really learned with our enterprise clients in our past. And most of the guys that I've hired have come from large enterprise backgrounds like the Wells Fargo and the Boston Scientifics and so forth. So we, we tell a lot of our small business clients we like to take that enterprise level of security and scale it down for our small businesses, and we're serious about it. That's great, Jeff. Well, listen, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today and educate me and educate my listeners on uh, IT systems and what we can be doing to keep our information technology more secure. And is there any final words you want to share with the, with the group? Just uh, give us a call if you need help. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking with you, John, and thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Yeah, what's thank your you phone so number much? here? You can reach us any day, Monday through Saturday. Monday through Saturday, cool. 651-330-6483. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. And this podcast brought to you by Focal Point Coaching of Minnesota. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you are interested in being on a future podcast or want to learn more about the prospect of business coaching, you can find me at www.johnchannon.focalpointcoaching.com or on Facebook by typing in at focalpointmn into the search bar. Focal Point Business Coaching, helping business owners achieve their dreams sooner than they expect.